and welcome to our second ever podcast. Uh, we are here in Chinatown of Chicago with Karen Chu, uh, from Pro the founder of Project Vision. And uh, this is a great meeting for me for two reasons, or interview for me for two reasons. First is I just came back from China uh, for my first ever visit there last week, and it's fun to be in Chinatown in Chicago and feel like I'm much more familiar now with it than I was two weeks ago. Uh, and also Karen, uh, Karen, the founder of Project Vision, and I go a bit way back for, we decided 27 years we met ago. Um, so we grew up together. And um, I remember a couple years ago, Karen had started this, this organization and she kind of notified everyone through Facebook, through the page that she had. And I've been following her ever since. And we've gotten to kind of overlap professionally in the last couple of years, which has been really fun. So Karen, welcome. Thanks, Jamie, for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. So, um, so Karen, we, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit of your, uh, the background with Karen with Project Vision and uh, you know why you started it and uh, what you guys do. Sure. So Project Vision really started off as a really small grassroots nonprofit organization back in 2003, and it was really just uh, an idea that grew out of like my apartment when I was in med school at the time um, with four other friends. Um, so we had all been connected to either youth education or the neighborhood in some way. And for myself, um, I grew up part of my childhood in Chinatown. Um, and I, you know, had always like loved education and tutoring and, you know, working with kids. Um, and so when I was taking time off from school, I actually was, I was working with youth at that time at another organization and met a couple other really great volunteers and had other friends that were also interested. So, um, we all felt like this neighborhood could use something like this, yes. you know, a place where kids could come and hang out and a um, place where they can, you know, call their own and get support that they, the support that they need to basically navigate through, you know, their adolescence, which isn't an easy time for anyone. No, I don't think yeah. no matter where you grow up, it's not yeah. easy. So yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then how, how big is the organization now? Like how many employees and volunteers and students yeah. are involved? Yeah. So we're still pretty small, but um, we definitely have grown. Um, you know, we started in 2004, you know, just kind of as like a drop-in program. We were maybe seeing like 20 kids or something like that every week. Um, this year we're serving 175 kids, cool. um, both middle school and high school kids. Um, we have five full-time staff and, you know, a, a slew of other um, part-time staff that are, you know, serve as our, our tutors and, um, you know, admin folks that help us bring this organization together, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. a lot of kids, 175. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah, we're really decent impact. Excited. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And what are some of your favorite parts of running running your own nonprofit, your own organization? What, what are the mm -hmm. things that you really like about it? Um... I think the day-to-day -day, um, of running a nonprofit, it can get really difficult and it can become really um, become really tiring. But I think just going back to our roots and like you know working with the kids, like that's really my favorite part. And yeah. From time to time, and I'm always told that I should not be working with the kids anymore because I should be running the organization. But I love like still jumping in, tutoring, teaching where I can, um, you know, heading out to a service project with them. Yeah. or whatever it can be just to get to know, you know, the kids that we're serving. That's really still my favorite part. 
Yeah, that's yeah. it's uh, it's it's definitely a good trait of a leader of an organization that if they love doing what yeah. the organization does, mm-hmm. that's great. So yeah. it helps keep it throughout the fabric of the, the right. organization. So um, that's cool. I love the story. I, lo- I I love the story that you went to med school and like you know mm-hmm. like found a passion in doing this. So I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of an atypical path. A lot of people have asked me about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that I always think about is just think about also passing on to the kids is, you know, do what you love, you know, find something that you want to do. Um, You know, you don't have to stay inside the box and do exactly what everyone expects of you. Yeah. And try to find something that you're really passionate about. Curious, when you were undergrad, what was your, what was your major? Um, it was biochemistry. Yeah. So I was definitely on the med school path uh-huh. and that was really, I was, that was my mindset was just to like, you know, staying on that path and that's, this is what is expected of me. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like I got to med school and kind of figured, actually, what am I doing? You know, yeah. that I decided to take time off and kind of reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds kind of familiar for myself yeah. too. And, and I was biology undergrad, and yeah. it was, uh, I don't think I liked a single thing about biology. Yeah. So, um, uh, so one of the questions I like to ask people is, what is the most challenging time you recall mm-hmm. in your, you know, from two thousand three until today? Yeah. Um, that's a tough question because. I feel like as a small nonprofit, we're always struggling with something. Um, So I think like at every stage, I would have called it like the most challenging time. I mean, probably getting it started obviously would have been like, probably would have been, you know, one of the more challenging times because we needed to build up that momentum to actually like commit Mm -hmm. um, to doing it. Um, But I would actually say a close second would be like, right now um because we're kind of at the cusp of i think doing something more you know doing serving more kids um being able to be that um more you know growing from that grassroots type of organization to like a more sophisticated um sustainable operation that can continue making an impact what um so you said you you could see growth what would be your vision what would be the ideal in a couple years how many kids could you serve um, well, yeah, that's a good question too. Um, we're always trying to, we're always trying to figure out like, what is the need? It's really hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but we just know that like every year that we've added seats to the program, there's always still more kids that want to join the program. Yeah. Um, you know, we already have, for example, a waiting list, you know, this year and we moved to a bigger space just last year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if I had to put a number to it in a couple of years, we'd love to be serving like at least 250 or 300 kids even. Um, but of course I know there's a lot of work that would have to go into that. Yeah. I mean, that's doubling and, yeah. and I've definitely in our business, we've experienced doubling mm-hmm. of growth for a couple of years in a row and it's, it's, it makes every process break and mm-hmm. it's really challenging. Like the scaling is scaling anything yeah. as we're finding is just like really tough. Yeah, I'm sure you think about like, do you get another space or do you just yep. more maximize this space? And yep. you've got a limited time because kids are in school. Majority, yes. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I can see it on your face, and I empathize because yeah. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's tough, but it's important work. So I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, I'm really happy to be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like 
I don't think many people find something that they're really passionate about, and I just feel lucky that you yeah. know, I have. Yeah, it's it's a rare thing to find someone who loves what they do. Mm-hmm. So, um, in fact, the last guy that I interviewed is a, a guy named Buddy Green, and mm-hmm. uh, I've known him for a long time. It was one of like our first customers, and he said he worked for something like 50 years or 40 years in his business and he never felt like he worked a day because he loved what he did yeah and i feel like that's so rare to hear someone Mm -hmm. you know it's so it was rare for it took me a long 15 years to find it so it's it's hard um so uh and then finally just to kind of wrap up one of the last questions that and this is just for my own personal passion like what i love to hear people talk about is Mm -hmm. we did work together twice we did work together at your old space and we did work at this space um and, uh, you know, our business focuses on energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know, like, what motivated you in all the things that you have to do in running your nonprofit? Mm-hmm. What motivated you to spend at least some time and energy on on upgrading and improving your the energy efficiency of your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so as a small nonprofit, I think all a lot of the time we're caught up in just like keeping our head above water, you know, just trying to survive. But one of the things that... Um, you know, I, along with our board, like one of the things that we wanted to try to do better was get into the mindset of how do we, um, how do we have like a bigger vision? How do we look forward into the future and, um, do things that make an impact that, or have a sustainable impact. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, becoming more energy efficient was one of those things that fits into that, um, you know, saving money on, energy bills is going to be a sustainable thing that we can continue to do and all of those all of that um all of those funds that we do save can be then placed back into where we need to which is the kids yeah um and the organization it's a great way to put it so yeah. I, I love working with nonprofits because yeah. it, it's yeah they yeah. can put more money into their yeah. mission than into their into the utility bills mm-hmm. which is great so that's yeah. i've never i've I, i've always not said it quite as eloquently as you would. So I, I like I appreciate hearing that. So it's it aligns more with your strategic vision, I guess. So. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, Karen, um, I know this was a brief catch up, um, but it was fun talking to you. And um, and you know I, I appreciate the work you're doing here. And I've, um, I will definitely have links to your website, and um, we'll send this out, and hopefully people can hear more about how Project Vision started. Okay. So. Thanks so much for having me again. Okay, thanks, Karen. Thanks.